biggest mistake that I see people make on all the platforms, etc., is that right now you can take your phone, go and stand in mm -hmm. your listing, okay, open up the Airbnb app, and it will do a it will do an internet scanner right in your property. Welcome to Teach Me Real Estate Investing, a show where I share my personal journey and the challenges I face as an investor. I invite industry experts to share their wisdom and advice to help me overcome these adversities with the hope that it'll help you on your own personal journey. I'm your host, Sogad Ghimire, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about short-term rentals and direct booking websites. And my guest for today is none other than the founder of Boostly, Mr. Mark Simpson. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining me. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's nice to know podcast number 10. So congratulations on starting <laughs> this up. It's always, the, it's always hard doing your first 10, uh, but after here, it becomes a whole lot easier. So thank you very much. And thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, it's my honor. So before we get started, I thought maybe for folks who don't know uh, about Boostly or have not heard of you before, if you could give us a little introduction about of yourself and kind of your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you can tell from the accent, I'm over the pond. I'm in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, I was born in a, a little town called Scarborough. That little town was one of the most popular tourist destinations in the United Kingdom. In fact, my area of the UK, uh, where I was from, after London is the most visited tourist destination uh, in the United Kingdom, which is which is crazy because people think like Edinburgh and, you know, Birmingham and Manchester and all these other extravagant places. But no, it's our little seaside town of Scarborough. I grew up there. Um, I was born on a 200 acre farm. And um, in the 90s, when um, like the, the, the farming was taking a massive hit in our industry and my parents needed to pivot. They they pivoted and they they basically knocked down the barn and then they rebuilt four uh, four bedrooms like a guest house like a bed and breakfast and uh, this is like big at the time because there was now you can go pretty much anywhere in the world and pretty much every farm has got glamping or some form of holiday accommodation but back then it was very rare and uh, they were one of the first movers and you know I I grew up in in this bed and breakfast pretty much i was so used to having strangers in my house all the time but when i went to go play at friend's house i was wondering where everybody was because it was so quiet um mm -hmm. fast forward to sort of like teenagers i was like getting pocket money by helping serve breakfast evening meals you know all of the things changing beds and then um later on in my teenage years i wanted to do one thing and one thing only and that was escape this little village this little farm my little my little town and i wanted to travel I'm a big soccer fan, football fan. I'm, I support Liverpool. And uh, I wanted to do one thing, and that was play football. But I wasn't very good at playing football. So I fell into uh, coaching, uh, youth development. And then I traveled to America. So I had uh, six, seven years traveling around America, which was fantastic, doing youth development. Pretty much touched every single state that there is um, and had a fantastic time. Fast forward to 2009, I come back to the UK uh, because I wasn't going to uh, progress in my career in soccer coaching. And then uh, 2009, moved to London. Uh, I fell into office work, sales and marketing for Yelp, who were Quipe at the time in the UK. And I really enjoyed that. It was like, it became a new passion of mine, figuring out marketing, SEO, Google, you know, Facebook and Twitter were starting to get popular. And um, and, I, and I really enjoyed that. And then again, fast forward another few years, my, my eldest was born, um, Alfie. Um, he was uh, he was one at the time. He's, he's now coming on to 11 nearly. And um, yeah, basically, we moved back to our family business. My parents were still going, you know, they'd, they'd built everything up. They had 25 years of solid, you know, online refer offline referrals, sorry, and um, a, a real solid business. And they wanted one of my four siblings, I'm the eldest of four, to come into the business. So me and my wife and my eldest, Alfie, we came in and my role was to help take all of that offline word of mouth, that 25 years worth of offline word of mouth and put it online because they didn't have a website. They didn't have a property management software tool. You know, they didn't have a host away. Um, they, they had nothing. They were doing everything on pen and paper and Tipex, which was crazy. And so we, we mm -hmm. took everything online and, you know, we, we had a goal of, um, you know, getting to uh, you know, 80% direct bookings and 20% um, 
you know, others and others like online travel agents because booking.com were just getting popular in 2012, 2013, you know, Airbnb hadn't really properly got going just yet. The Expedia group were big. And so we knew we needed to tap into them, but we, we didn't, we didn't want to rely on them. And so we just put all of that thing that I learned down in London, put it into the business and it, and it took off. It was, it was great. You know, um, it only took us 18 months and we're a number in the top three on TripAdvisor in our, mm -hmm. in our local area. And this is when TripAdvisor was a thing. Um, and so we got to fast forward to 2016 and, you know, uh, the whole reason we came into the business was to help our family, my parents retire. And, you know, we had a goal in mind and, and we, we set like a time to do so. And, you know, 2016, 2017, we placed it on the market. And that's when me and my wife were sort of looking at what we're going to do next. You know, we loved traveling. So we, uh, we wanted to travel. And um, at that same time, I read a book by Tim Ferriss called The 4-Hour Workweek. And uh, that really changed everything in me. Um, I realized that I didn't have to do everything myself. You know, I, I proudly wore that busy badge on my chest that we're always busy. We always did it in-house. But after reading the four-hour work week, it changed everything. And so, you know, I was I was introduced to virtual team members, you know, we're outsourcing, which meant that, you know, I pretty much sacked myself from the family business. And uh, it was at that time I started to go to um, local hospitality meetups. And at those local hospitality meetups is where I met other hosts. And at these meetings, you know, we were talking about booking.com, about, about Expedia Group, about the guests and how they didn't want to always just like rely on those guests coming from those channels. And they were confused and lost at how to get their own bookings. And, you know, I, I, I just looked out around the internet. I looked out uh, what was in the area. There was nothing in terms of help and support for local hosts when it comes to the local tourism board or the council or anything like that. And there was no real online training that was set up around direct booking. So I started Boostly. I started the hospitality community and that was 2016. Fast forward seven years later and um, yeah, every single day I show up, I give, you know, help, advice, guidance on, on how any host, doesn't matter where they are in the world, can increase their direct bookings and without having to rely on Airbnb to generate that, that revenue. And it's going well. We've got over 2,000 clients, 2,000 members. Uh, we do website design, as, as you well know. And, um, yeah, it's 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 been sort of just a, a rocket ship of a, of a journey since then. It's been on the up and up, and it's the word spreading. And, and here I am today on your lovely podcast. So that's the, yeah. that's the long and short of it in, like, four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an incredible journey. And so do you still own that family uh, vacation rental that your parents started? So we came into it to help them exit and retire. And I'm very glad to say that in uh, 2021, we helped them exit and retire, which is which is cool. So they've moved to another house now in Scarborough. We get to see them more, which is lovely. Um, so their grandparents get to see their, their grandkids get to see their grandparents, which is, which is lovely. So yeah, we, we, we did what we set out to achieve, which was, which was awesome. And now a, a, another family has taken it on and they've improved it. They're doing amazing work on it, but it's called the granary. If anybody wants to check it out, granary, which is G R A I N A R Y, uh, type that in granary in Scarborough, S C A R B O R O U G H. Go check it out. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I'm really looking forward to today's discussion because uh, I don't know uh, if you knew this or if for other folks don't, for those who don't know, but I bought a triplex in uh, Seattle last year. Uh, I live in one of the units and I rent out the other two on Airbnb. Uh, and in a couple of months, I'll be moving out of this third unit and all three of them will be listed on Airbnb or other um, rental, vacation rental sites. Uh, and I'm currently working with Boost, uh, Boostly on setting up my own direct booking website. So, you know, I feel like this is the right time for me to get you on the podcast and selfishly ask you for all advice as I'm getting uh, set up with my own direct booking website. Um, it's a Were good tip to, uh, it was a good tip to other other hosts who join Boostly. If you wanna if you wanna get me on and get me on some one on one, just book me on a podcast. That's it. That's good. <laughs> right, right. This podcast I started, I called it Teach Me Real Estate Investing because selfishly I get to have experts like you come on and essentially teach me uh, along in my journey. And on the so side it's, been... topic, it's a great idea. I, I encourage as many hosts as possible to start up a podcast. I've talked about it a lot over the last year and mm -hmm. it's good to see because again, you can use it in many different ways for your own education, but also as well to network, network with other potential partners, but also as well 
what I love to see hosts do is when they showcase local businesses in in the you know Seattle area, for example. Any any independent startup businesses, you can get to interview them, show shine some light on them. Uh, which you can then repurpose into content to give to your guests. So when your guests arrive and just say, hey, we've we recorded a couple of podcasts with X, Y, and Z, and da-da-da-da. So it's a really cool way on a number of levels, plus as well, you're documenting your journey and creating content, which is a huge part. And, and it's something that I'm so glad that I did because right now on my Google Photos, on my stream, on my Google Photos, on my Facebook, on my social media, I can look back at 2016 when we first started Boostly. Like, the things that were going well, the things that weren't going well, what we were doing, where we were. And by documenting, it means so much more. Looking seven years on when, you know, we've gone through the other side and, you know, all those things that you're like, oh, I wish I'd have done that. I wish I could do this. Like we can look back at it. And it's a great thing to sort of show somebody who is just getting started in any business. Um, so, yeah, well done. I'm a massive fan of it. So congratulations. Yes, thank you. So as an expert uh, in the short-term rental industry or vacation rental industry, um, before we get started and uh, dive into direct booking, I wanted to ask you, uh, are there certain things, common mistakes you see short-term rental hosts make that I should be aware of? So I started my Airbnb, started listing, you know, middle of 2022. Um, and, you know, there are some months that do well, some months that, you know, lag a little bit depending on the season and, um I guess this demand, but uh, I'm just wondering uh, if you were to give you know generic advice of gotchas that you have seen uh, of common mistakes. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So number one, um, the first thing that every host makes a mistake that they make is they call themselves an Airbnb business. We are not Airbnb; we are a short-term rental business, and it's mm -hmm. it's really easy to get started. And this is where you've got to give props to Airbnb because the marketing, the adverts, they're all basically talking to investors and saying, "Listen, it's it's so easy to get started. Take a couple of pictures, upload it onto their site, and you're bookable within three clicks." And, you know, you look at Verbo, you look at Booking.com, and they have not had the impact on the market in the Airbnb have had. And so with that being said, everybody is just listing on Airbnb and the marketing and the spiel that Airbnb give basically go, well, I don't need to go anywhere else. I'll just go on Airbnb. So the biggest mistake that anybody makes, doesn't matter whether it's property one, property three, or property 10, they all start their business and they put everything on Airbnb. And so let's just say, and I've seen this tons. So you're on Airbnb and the bookings are a little bit quiet. And so you go to Facebook groups or you go on podcasts and you listen to things and go, uh, okay, well, it, the advice is that I should be on multiple platforms. And so you'll maybe join and sign up for Verbo. Okay. But the biggest mistake that then happens is that they still build everything off Airbnb. So they'll simply connect calendars from Airbnb to Verbo and everything is running off Airbnb. Now, as they progress and they discover property management software tools, et cetera, the, because they've built it all off Airbnb and they're at property four, five, 10, they've built a spider web that is so hard to disconnect and to plug in a, a tool that would have been so much easier if I'd done it at property one. So my biggest advice for everybody who's listening to this, and I assume everybody's going to be between one and five because this is the nature of the podcast, is as soon as possible, get yourself a property management software tool, even a property one, because that will be your bedrock. That will be your keystone in the bridge of building a hospitality business and a brand. Uh, use that PMS as your keystone, because when you've got that in place, you'll be able to connect up payments. So you'll be able to take direct payments. You'll be able to connect to a website, i.e. a Boostly website, but you'll also be able to connect and integrate in with Verbo, uh, booking.com, Airbnb, and it all links to the PMS instead of all linking to Airbnb. So those things right there, those are the biggest mistakes. The final one, the third one, is as a as a as a hospitality owner, as a short-term rental owner, we try and appeal to everybody. So we don't have a customer or a guest avatar in mind, which is an ideal guest. And because of that, because you try and appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. And all that we literally do is we throw a listing up on Airbnb with pictures and a description. And, you know, you can do your research, however much deep your research goes. It could be AirDNA. It could be a pricing software tool. It could be just looking at other listings. But you do bare research and you don't take into effect or to account 
the type of people or the traveler, whether it be leisure or business that's coming to your area. You uh, and, and that, again, the avatar is key because when you've got the avatar, you know who your guest is. Everything else becomes easier because then you know who to market to, how to type up your listing, how to adjust your pictures, how to set up your website and all that cool stuff. So those are the free. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think that's something uh, I can take away from as well. I think uh, I've done, you know, some research and I guess like I have an idea of appealing to a certain population, but I think there are still things I can do to uh, market to those population. Right. And so one thing that I've done in the past, which has worked really well is, you know, the name of the, the listing itself, right. It, it was very generic at first. And then I took, I added a lot of neon signs in my unit. Uh, and then I called it like the neon spot. And all of a sudden the, our bookings went, uh, you know, they increased this, I wouldn't say through the roof, but they increased significantly. So I, I found that uh, make a difference uh, in my own rental as well. A really uh, good tool, sorry to interrupt, a really good tool to help with that, because a lot of this we do blind. A lot of this we go mm -hmm. based on assumptions, but a really cool tool that I really like, and I feel like everybody needs to tap into it because it is so cost effective, is Rank Breeze. Uh, Rank Breeze obviously does a lot of the legwork for you. It takes data it takes what's actually happening, not only on the platform as a whole, Airbnb, but what's specifically happening in your state, in your city, in your town, even on your street. So I would definitely tap into that, use that, utilize that, um, and take full advantage of that because it, it pulls in keywords, reviews, it pulls in all of the information to give you a much better guidance on how you should structure your, your listing. Once you've identified who your avatar is, and once you located where they hang out, obviously Airbnb or but wherever, uh, when it comes to the attract, that is a key part because you could have X, but okay, but your listing is appealing to Y. You need X to match X or positive to match positive. All right. You you don't want to be, you know, positive and neutral because then it, it, it won't it won't match, it won't click, right? So you've got to make sure that you are definitely who you're appealing to, who you want to talk to is what you're putting out there. And, and again, it's uh, Rank Breeze is a, is a fantastic, fantastic tool for that. If if you're not a hundred percent solid on what that is, yeah. So it is uh, Rank Breeze a tool that gives you like demographic information in your area. I, I've never heard of this tool before, but uh, what do they provide exactly? So uh, again, I've done a podcast episode with uh, Kelvin, who's the founder of Rank Breeze. Uh, he's actually based out mm -hmm. of near to you up in Canada on the West Coast there. And um, go and check it out, the Boosty podcast. But just to give a quick summary, what it does is it takes all of the bookings, it takes all of the data that is on Airbnb, and it will give you um, advice on what your title should be. It gives you a bit more of an idea of, of, of what to place in your description and it takes it on the fact of what people are reviewing, what people are mentioning. So for example, it will take all of the listings in Seattle and it will take all of the reviews that have been left and it will pull out keywords. For example, mm -hmm. it will say um, uh, ideal for Pike Place or ideal for downtown or ideal for getting to Tacoma or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It will right. pull out those. And so if you're going right, well, my demographic, my property, which is here, this triplex, right? It's near to here or it's like a, a taxi ride away from here, and people are really talking about that in terms of it was a short taxi ride, then that is a keyword that you can pull out and place in your description. Okay, mm -hmm. and, and this is what, what Rank Breeze will do. Is instead of you having to investigate and look at every single one of the different Airbnb listings, Verbo listings, whatever listings in your city, which could take hours, it will do it within minutes, and it will give you more of a informed decision on how you should be setting out your listing on these platforms. And again, you can take all of that. And if you know that's the booking data, then these are the keywords that you should be talking about on your website or your social media or any emails that you send out or any press releases or anything like that. So again, rank yeah. breathe, really cool tool. It's paid, okay. so it's paid service, but it's very cost effective. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check that out. Uh, as far as amenities, do you have a generic, uh, I guess, advice on uh, the sort of amenities? Because we are a hospi uh, hospitality business, right? Um, are there things people tend to maybe cheap out on that they shouldn't be that, you know, are must-haves in your opinion? 
but apart from uber rural areas that don't have this as their niche obviously wi-fi is the main one uh, the biggest mistake that I see people make on all the platforms, et cetera, is that right now you can take your phone, go and stand in mm -hmm. your listing, okay? Open up the Airbnb app and it will do a it will do an internet scanner right in your property, okay? Now, what that means is that when you've done the scan, it will upload your Wi-Fi speed to the Airbnb platform. Now, the reason why they're doing that is that they know that the majority of people that are coming onto the site um, and are looking for Wi-Fi, don't just want to know if there's Wi-Fi, they want to know the upload and the download speed. Because the one demographic that has just shot up after after 2020 is the digital nomad or the slow mads mm -hmm. now. So people that don't have to uh, live and work in the same city or town, they can still work for the same company, but it gives them the freedom and the flexibility to travel while they do so. And so for those that are, they need the Wi-Fi. Now, again, unless you've got an uber rural place where, you know, it's off grid and your niche is about escaping from the world of Wi-Fi, then you need to be tapping into this. So you need to be making sure you don't cheap out on your router, solid router, looking at what the speeds could potentially be for your property. If you're struggling and if you can get on something like Starlink, sign up for Starlink, pay that little bit extra because Wi-Fi is so important. And it's not so much important maybe for, for you and I, but it's really important for Gen Z, that Gen Z generation who have just grown up knowing nothing else than just Wi-Fi and internet and phones and whatever, tablets right. and whatnot. So it's really, really important. That's, I would say that's the biggest. Everything else isn't generic. Everything else is dependent on the market, dependent on the location, dependent on the property, dependent mm -hmm. on your avatar. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Well, obviously Let's transition over. I was going to say the comfy bed, you you know, you got to boil it yeah. down to bread and butter. What is this all about? It's a good night's sleep. If you, if your yes. guest has a good night's sleep, if you've got a good quality bed, if you've got a selection of pillows, whether it's firm, soft or middle, then, you know, those, that's obviously key. We're not, we're not going to give them a crap night's sleep because our products evolve right. around. Yeah. And I think that's important to emphasize because I think there are still people who don't put enough uh, importance on this. Like I, I recently was on a trip to Florida and I stayed at a couple of Airbnbs and the bed makes a huge difference, right? If if it's like, you know, yeah, Hopefully. you can tell when it's a cheap mattress. And so our, our views, though, we understand the importance of, you know, the rating and how it affects the host. It's, it was affected basically just by the bed. And so unfortunately we had to give them a slightly lower review than we wanted. So I think that's important. Um, and I was just going to say about that with reviews, and this is really important because if you're a new host, reviews can literally break you. You've got to take the emotion out of, of a review. So for example, you've got to look, look at it analytically. So out of 10 reviews, if you've got seven or eight of them that are talking about a specific thing that needs to change, fix it. For example, the bed, right? If seven or eight people saying, listen, the bed, the mattress is a bit was uncomfortable to get settled in, et cetera, you know you've got to fix it. If you've got right. one out of 10 people who are talking about one specific thing, ignore it. It's just that person. But if you've got tons of people that are talking about the same thing, you've got to fix it. For us, it was always, uh, we discovered that we had a hot water issue. Now, the only reason we discovered it is because we could tell about it in our reviews. Now, we're not going to go and take a shower in all of our rooms and all of our properties right. because, because we can't do that. That's just that's silly. Right. But the reviews told us. So we're able to take that. We, we, we put a big investment into it. We fixed it and changed it. And those bad reviews stopped. So it's all about being analytical with the reviews. And I know when you get a bad one, it can really hurt. Um, but you've got to take the emotion and you've got to take that out of it and look at it analytically. That's a, that's a big one as well. Yeah. Uh, just diving deeper into reviews, uh, one of the things that I've been struggling with um, is I, I don't think the guests fully understand how much imp it impacts the host, right? Uh, anything lower than a five star in my mind is like, okay, that's negatively impacting my listing. I need them all to be five stars. Do you have advice on how I communicate to the guests that, you know, I am looking for a five star review, anything under that will hurt me uh, without being too pushy. I think that's the key. Um, somebody who's really good at this is uh, Danny, Danny Rustein, who from Optimize My B&B, he wrote, one of the best books probably on Airbnb that is out there, but you can take the reviews and the uh, the advice he gives in this and just spread to the wider world of short-term rentals. So he's very good at planting 
not on purpose, but like subconsciously planting about the five-star review in the automated messages um, as a guest is arriving during the stay and after the stay. So there's a, there's a great automation tool uh, called Hospitable that can do this. Um, the property management software tools that are out there, Hostaway, et cetera, they're building out automated message messaging as well to make your life easier. And you can just subconsciously plant it in there just to say, hey, uh, really looking forward to your stay and looking forward to giving you that five-star guest experience. Um, on checkout, again, just say, hey, hope you've had a great great time. Please don't forget to leave us a, a review, but, you know, hope you've had that five-star experience. You can just keep dropping that in, dropping in, dropping that in. And again, at the end of the day, if we under-promise and over-deliver, you will always get a fantastic guest review. But not only the guest review, because that's obviously important, but it's the social aspect as well so when the guest goes home not only do they leave you that lovely review but then they talk about you on social media they recommend you to friends family etc so it's you know it's it's over over deliver under promise never the other way around because when you massively over promise but you massively under deliver that is when problems occur I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, and if you are, I would really appreciate it if you could give me a five-star rating on whichever platform you're listening to me on. It would help get the podcast in front of more people so that they can also get value out of it. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Let's transition over to direct booking websites, right? Uh, before we start talking about why it's important, can you tell us a little bit about like what it is when we we're talking about when we say a direct booking website yeah i mean in simple simple terms uh, it's a website that you can uh, send somebody to and they can find out about your portfolio find out about your property your business and they can book with you directly instead of having to book via airbnb um it pains me when i see so many people who do really good work on instagram for example and their book now button takes them back to their airbnb listing it's like we are doing all the marketing and all the branding for airbnb so instead of sending somebody to your airbnb listing you send someone to your direct booking website where somebody can inquire or even pay directly on that site uh, just like they would a hotel stay etc and uh, I think you sort of mentioned this, but uh, let's touch on like why it's important. Like why should someone consider setting up a direct booking website instead of listing it on, you know, Airbnb, Verbo, bookings.com or other platforms? Yeah. And, you know, what's really important here and the big misconception of what I talk about and the misconception of direct bookings is that people think that they have to go cold turkey on Airbnb, Verbo, OTAs. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying delete your listing. I'm not saying cancel your accounts with those platforms. You have to be listed on there because it is as dangerous being 100% direct as it is being 100% reliant on Airbnb. You have to be multi-platform. You have to be everywhere. But also as well, what every single hospitality host has to realize is that when you are in this industry, you have to build your own business. You have to build your own brand. And there could be people who have got into this industry in 2021, late 2020, maybe early 2022. And this could be a doddle. Like you could have literally put up anything on any site, take a couple of pictures and the bookings will have rolled in because of the circumstances around the world, circumstances in your country, in your city, in your state. There could be um, loads of demand and the hotels weren't open, for example, or cruise ships weren't available. And so people were jumping into to short term rentals. And, you know, there's some markets that could have sold out four or five times over prices were at an all time high. But now as we move into 2023, now as we go towards 2024, we're going to go back to what it was in 2018. And in 2018, 2019, and Air DNA and the booking trends are all showing this, you couldn't just rely on just throwing a couple of photos up on a listing site and getting bookings coming in. So what you have to do is you have to build your own business, you have to build your own brand. It's like having a business in any other industry. You know, we are very lucky in hospitality that we can start a business, take a couple of pictures, upload it to a few sites and be pretty much guaranteed to get revenue. You start an industry and a business in any other industry and it's not the same. Website design, for example, what we do, there's no site that I can go and list Boostly on and I'd be pretty much guaranteed to get revenue without doing any work. <laughs> you know, we have to pretty much drag a hundred people uh, to our business to show them what we do. Uh, and talk about how we work and branding and social media, all that stuff. And now it's what hospitality businesses need to do as well. So you you have to build a business, build a brand, 
And anybody that is doing so, where's the natural place to do so? On your own land. And it's a big part of the book, the booked out playbook, which is over my shoulder. It's a big part of what I talk about is you never build your house on someone else's land. And so the best way to do that is to have a direct booking website where people can come to, you can drive people towards, you can start getting business cards and flyers and branding yourself, branding your business, directing people from an OTA listing to your direct booking site, taking people from social media to your direct booking site. And that is going to be the main hub. That's how you grab people attention. And then you plug it into the most important thing that I talked about right at the very start, which is a property management software tool. And that will power the back end. It's like the example I give is when you look at a really nice looking car, right? The, the body, the thing that draws the attention, that glimpses the eye, that's the website. And then the engine is the PMS, the property management software. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I just want to touch on uh, Boostly real quick, right? So we talked about direct booking websites. Can you give us a quick overview of what it is Boostly offers for folks that are interested and they want to start create their own book direct booking website? Yeah, well, I mean, anybody wants to come along, it's boostly.co.uk. The name is literally on my chest here, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk. We specialize in giving hosts the tools, the tactics, and the training on how to increase your direct bookings and without having to rely on an Airbnb, quite simply. So a big part of it, like you've mentioned, is website design. Uh, we, we have WordPress websites, which is key. The WordPress is key because WordPress uh, is the most used CMS content management software system in the world, 61%-ish. And with a WordPress site, um, Google loves it. You can do a lot more of it. And all that we do is we we give you and tap into our template, into our theme that we can, uh, that you can use, sorry, and you've got full access of. Um, the main difference to Boostly compared to any other website design agency that is out there is that everybody else, when you get the website from the website designer, they leave you to it. So it's basically like giving you this beautiful car, but they don't give you the key to, to turn the engine to get from A to B. So what we do is not only do you get the actual website, you also get the training on how to drive traffic to said website, how to increase your direct bookings. And we've got over 80 hours worth of um, accredited training videos um, that will show you exactly what to do now you've got a, a website. And then the other thing that we do, which a load of hosts come to me talking about the pain point, is about social media. It's like, Mark, I don't know how to create social media. Uh, I haven't got the time to create it every single day. So what we do is we create 30 to 40 pieces of social media content that you can use on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, we give you videos as well, so you can do shorts and TikToks and reels. And you can pretty much every month log on on the first and schedule a whole month's worth of content within an hour. So it boxes off all the different areas that that, that you need. Website, which is here. Uh, content, which is which is here. And the training as well. So it'll show you how to do all of the things, which is which is what we do, which is Boostly. And it's the packages are really simple. It's uh, one to six or seven plus. And that's it. Off you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and I've found it very valuable. I've already started on my website and it's already looking beautiful. So I can't wait to launch it. Uh, one of my concerns about using my own direct booking website is that I have to worry about the insurance myself, right? So for example, if someone wants to book their Airbnb, uh, they have this thing called air cover, which is supposed to be insurance for the host in case guests damage the property in any way. Uh, I've never used it. Um, so I don't know how good it is, but if I'm off of Airbnb and have my own direct booking website, uh, do you have suggestions on uh, my options to protect myself from these uh, damages? This question is, is a fantastic question. And I spent a lot of time in 2020 using Clubhouse, and uh, as many people did. And uh, this was one of the most commonly asked questions on there when I jumped into a room that was focused around short-term rentals is the insurance side, because everybody knows of AirCover. Right. And one of Airbnb's best plays like one when you can look back at one of the powerfullest moves that they've made to really like solidify themselves as the lead in ota it's their air cover it's, and all air cover is is a marketing play like believe you and me right there are other solutions out there that are readily available to short-term rental owners and the cool thing is is it takes the insurance and this whole part off airbnb because the problem with air cover is that more often than not, it is 
set up to be favorable to Airbnb so they don't have to pay out and more favorable to the guest. Now, I know they've made amendments and I know they've made adjustments and I know they're trying to make it better. But still, when it comes to something like insurance, you need to take it off the platform. And so the number one recommendation that I have seen in the world is Superhog, S-U-P-E-R-H-O-G.com. Now, when you go through there and you get the guest verified, you are covered up to $5 million. So that's already better than the, the, the money that Airbnb cover you for, but also as well, one of the big, big issues at the moment is crap reviews. So um, a guest checks out, your cleaning team go in, they discover that there's been a damage and a breakage that is a significant amount. So you contact uh, the guest and explain about the breakage. The guest will then give you a bad review because you're trying to claim money because they know that how powerful the review is. So they're pretty much blackmailing you <laughs> by leaving a crappy review mm -hmm hoping that you will then turn around and go, don't worry about it. We'll cover it. Now, again, I got to give props to Airbnb. They are looking to amend this. They are looking to put a stop to that. But still, when it comes to the process, it is still heavily favored to Airbnb and it's still heavily favored to the guests. So the best thing to do is to use a third party. Now, you still have to document everything. You still have to submit it, you know, and you still got to do the work. But by keeping it off the platform, by putting it through Superhog, then you don't have to worry about that bad review. X, Y, and Z. You can deal with it off platform, which is which is so essential to do. So yeah, S U P E R H O G dot com. Superhog. Go check them out. Uh, really cool tool. Again, it's not my company. <laughs> I'm not an investor. Um, I just when I find a tool that's worthwhile, like Rank Breeze, I want to talk about it, shout about it. Yeah. And with Superhog, is this something that can be integrated in the checkout flow when a guest checks out through my direct booking website? Or is it a separate process that I will then have to do when a guest is confirmed to go and uh, set up the insurance? So the, the best thing about it is that it integrates in with your property management software. So it's all taken care it. of. It can be automatized. Again, it just needs setting up. Once you set it up, you're good to go. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I, I will look into that as well. Um, I've listened to you on other podcasts and you had shared some tips around getting repeat guests, right? Um, and I think this is quite important as it, as you, you know, with Airbnb or Verbo and other sites, like people can just, you know, look at listings in Seattle and they discover your listing. But with your direct booking website, you have to do some marketing yourself. It's your own business, right? Uh, so could we touch on that? Some of the marketing tricks I can use to get guests to my direct booking websites. Um, and or even I know you've also discussed some tricks to get people, you know, from Airbnb or Verbo into your direct booking website. So I'd like to talk about some of these strategies that folks can use. Yeah. Well, what would you like to dig into? First, what would be like the, the, the main pressing one for you personally? So you've got the, you know, free listings. Like what's the main pressing concern for you when it talks about direct booking strategies? How can we sort of help you that will help all? Sure. Uh, I guess, first of all, a lot of my traffic is coming from Airbnb or Verbo or Booking.com, primarily Airbnb. Uh, but the thing that, you know, I'd like to kind of get away from is that there's that huge service fee between what the guest is paying and what I'm receiving, right? And especially guests that are repeatedly coming back over and over again. Um, so uh, my question to you is how can I get guests who've already booked with me or are looking to book with me um, to, to kind of direct them to my direct booking website? So there's about four or five pillars to a true mm -hmm direct booking business, a true hospitality brand. And we've touched upon two, PMS, property management software, website. The other key one is list. So you've got to be building a, a list, a database. Again, there's a reason why Airbnb don't share with you the guest's email address is because they want it for their remarketing, okay? You get the phone number and we're very lucky to get that phone number. I envision a time very soon where they won't share with you the phone number and they want to keep all communication within the app or the platform. And the reason why I say that is that data is one of the most valuable commodities that there is. It's more expensive and more um, 
more valuable than oil, right? And so data is everything. So every host, what you need to be doing from the get-go is collecting a database. Now there's a paid option, which is called Stayfi, S-T-A-Y-F-I.com. What they do is they tap onto the routers in your property. And what they it then means is if anybody wants to collect, sorry, use your free Wi-Fi, they have to give up their email, their phone number, their name to do so. And this is really powerful because not only are you getting the lead booker's email, you're getting everybody in the parties as well. Again, really cost effective, very powerful. And they've got email and text automations in the back end. You set it up once, you can set and forget it. So when it comes to, you know, if people are coming every single year and you've discovered this in your market that they're coming back for a specific event, then you can set up an automated reminder to go out six months in the future after checkout saying, hey, um, just to let you know, your property is available right now or do you want to book you stay with us again? Here's the details on how to do so. So that's the power of a list is that you can set up automations and emails will work like a 24-7 salesperson for you uh, doing outreach, which is fantastic. Um, the other cool thing about doing that as well is that it taps into text messaging. So email is great. I love email. Email marketing, fantastic. Um, for every, the, the stat is for every $1 you put into email marketing, you get 42 back. So, you know, it, it's, wow. it's, it's uh, so much power, powerful, in my opinion, than Facebook ads or Google ads, et cetera. Uh, text message is even more powerful because the only way to get rid of a text message is by reading it. That's why text message open rates are about 90%. An average email open rate is 22% and it's getting lower. Um, so text messages is, is, is fantastic. And again, you know, once they sign up to the service and they sign off the waiver to say, hey, I'm happy for you to get in contact. Then again, you've got text and you've got email. So StayFi is really cool. If you haven't got the collateral, if you haven't got the budget to do that, just get a free Google form, Jot form, uh, and basically send it out after the booking is made uh, in the automatic sort of check-in, sort of onboarding process from a guest from booking to arrive. Oh, excuse me. And they say, right, so um, to make your check-in process smoother, please fill in this form. And again, the form is free. First name, last name, phone number, email, um, whatever checking information you need, tick the box to sign off on the waiver, tick the box to sign off saying that they're okay to get marketing emails, and then you've collected it. You could use a free tool like Zapier to then connect that into MailChimp, and again, off you go. So as far as remarketing, building a list is so powerful. In terms of driving that initial person from an OTA to your direct booking website, there's easily some little prompts and some little hints that you can be doing within your Airbnb listing, your Verbo listing to drive people to your direct booking site. And the simplest thing that you can do, all of the pictures that you take in your property, try and have some of your branding visible on the pictures. So what do I mean by that? Uh, with the, the, the free properties that, that you have, the free listings, what's going to be the overall business name? Have you decided on what that's going to be yet? Yes, it is Lux Holiday Homes. So Lux Holiday Homes is the overall brand. So the, the logo and the brand that you have, make sure that is visible in every single one of the 20 or 30 pictures that you upload to Airbnb. Put it in the bottom right-hand corner because that's where the eye naturally gets drawn to. And every single one of these pictures is your brand. So when they land on it, instantly they go, well, hang on a second. This isn't just a, an individual host. This isn't, isn't a hobbyist host. This is a professional company here. And here's the brand in the bottom right-hand corner. Also as well on your profile picture on Airbnb, again, in the bottom right hand corner, just put your business logo. So we always encourage your profile picture to be your face because people buy from people. They resonate more of a, a person than they do a logo. But by having the, your logo in the bottom right hand corner of your picture, of your profile picture, they'll show that you are a, a professional. So that's number one. The second thing to do in your listings in the description, you'll start it off by saying, this is um, property A by uh, Lux Holiday Homes. Okay, so you're branding the property, you're identifying the property, but you're giving the business a brand name as well. Underneath it, second line, um, our online reviews, check out our online reviews, they're, they're really good or some of that extent. So what's that encouraging them to do is to go from the listing to a Google search. Mm -hmm. Type in your business name in the city that it's in, and guess what's going to pop up? Your direct booking website. <laughs> and if they fail to see the direct booking website, then you're going to have your Google business listing underneath that will then take them to the direct booking website. So that's how you drive someone from your listing 
to your website. And then once they land on your website, as long as your website's a Boostly one and it is uh, and it is all designed to be a mousetrap, then it'll hook them in from being just a looker into a booker. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go start making these changes right away so, <laughs> so that I can get uh, people on there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on is pricing uh, yeah. strategically. Um, I know, so I use HostAway as my PMS, as recommended by Boostly. Uh, and I'm using Price Labs for the pricing tool. Um, now, I know with, price, uh, with HostAway, it allows me to mark up the prices depending on the OTA. So if it's Airbnb, since they charge me a 3.5% service fee, I can mark up the price by maybe 3.5, right? And, but bookings.com, it's uh, it's much larger. I think it's 15%. Then I can mark that up 15% so that, you know, it's kind of similar across the uh, different sites. Um, and then on top of that, I know the uh, guests also pay an additional service fee, right? So there's a big difference between what they pay and what I make. Um, now, if I was to price it on my own direct booking website, uh, do you have a recommendation on what I should be doing? Should I keep it that very base price that, uh, you know, Price Labs spits out? Or should I mark it up a little bit because they're still paying a lower fee than they would have if they went to Airbnb? Uh, so I, I just wanted to talk about strategy there. Really the good question. Really good question. And this, the, the sort of the the context is, it all depends on the property management software you're using because you always want to be hiking up your rates onto Booking.com, Airbnb, and Verbo, um, and then you want to keep your best rates for those who book direct, because then on your website you can place in a nice um logo or a nice bit of description is that the best rates are when you book direct and if you want to right. see a real world example of this that isn't just you know boosty websites go look at what the marriott do go look at what holiday Inn. go look at what the hilton go look at what the big chains do they reserve the rest, best rates when you book direct so the big part of why i do what i do is that i set a goal to re-educate one million hosts uh, mm -hmm. about the power of direct bookings, because then what those 1 million hosts need to do is to re-educate their guests. Because the problem with this industry isn't that hosts are using Airbnb and just solely using Airbnb. The problem is that the guests are going to Airbnb directly. The The stat that's being right. banded around is if we do nothing, by 2025, Airbnb are gonna have 60% of the whole market. And to give that a little bit of context, in 2017, that was 15%. So they've made up 45% in just six, seven, or 10 years time, basically, which is crazy. Right. So this is Airbnb, this is booking.com falling asleep. This is Expedia falling asleep, but this is Airbnb really dominating this industry. They're verbiaged short-term rentals, okay? So we call it, we don't stay, I'm staying at a verbo, we stay, I'm staying at Airbnb. So we have to re-educate the guest about what short-term rentals is, about why you need to book direct. And the rate is a great place to start. So yeah, absolutely. If you want to, you've got your base rate that Price Lab spit out and you want to mark up just a tiny little bit to cover Stripe fees or X, Y, or Z, that's cool. But then mark it up even further on Airbnb, mark it up even further on Verbo and Booking.com. Um, and yeah, but there's some really cool ninja tactics and tips that you could do that are available to you in the Boostly Academy that shows you even how to take this to the next level. Um, but for a very basic level, I would definitely do that. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we do have to wrap up here. Uh, I, I learned a lot and I'm, I'm excited to go um, start implementing all of this. Uh, for people who want to get started in the short-term rental space, do you, do you have any tips? I know you uh, mentioned earlier. Go ahead. <laughs> so the best place to go, number one, go to Amazon and go and purchase the Book Direct Playbook. That will give you 101 tactics and tips that will be a perfect place to start. And that book is literally 99 cents, the Kindle version. Um, if you... I've already got going, but you want a little bit help on the tech stack, then the blueprint is the follow-up book. That's the second book. Um, it's got loads of partners in there that you can check out on all the different categories, whether it's uh, upselling, PMS, insurance, Superhogger featured in there, uh, whether it's about um, guest experience, apps, web free, whatever you want to know. The blueprint and the playbook are the best places to get started. And then if you're ready to take the next leap, um, if you want to actually join us and get us to do everything for you, then just go to boostly.co.uk, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk.
Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll put a link in the description for folks so it's easier. Uh, so I'm curious, you, you mentioned very briefly that your goal is to help, I think you said a million hosts, right? Uh, so what are the next steps for you? What is your, um, what do you have planned for 2023? I'm curious what you're Two big headed. things that are happening in a speaking front. I'm going to be speaking at STR Wealth, which is in Nashville in March. And that's a big one. And then I've just been confirmed as a speaker at the Bigger Pockets Conference in October in Orlando, which I am very much looking forward to. Uh, so those are the two big speaking events. And outside of that, uh, we are going to be doing something very cool with Boostly websites. I can't say much more. We have to sort of keep it behind the scenes until we're ready to launch. But that's going to be coming in Q2 of this year. And then the final thing is we're actually busy recording a YouTube documentary at the moment. Uh, that's going to be released on the day after Christmas, 2023, and it's going to be a, a released like Netflix style. So seven weeks, seven episodes. And what I've done at the start of the year is I started to work one-on-one -on -one with a, a hospitality host in the UK that's never heard of Boosley, never heard of me, and has got a couple of properties. And what we're doing is we're implementing everything from the playbook, everything from the blueprint into their business. And we're just sort of um, growing it from where it is to where we want to be. And we're, we're filming it all behind the scenes. Um, we've done quite a lot already um, and it's working fantastically well. So I'm excited after six more months of filming what the uh, end results will be. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to watch it. If people want to follow you or reach out to you on social media, where's the best place to do that? Uh, the best place is Instagram. Um, it's basically at Boostly UK on Instagram. If you go there, then you can get directions to the YouTube channel and everywhere else. Awesome. Yeah. And if people want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and YouTube at ISO got this. Thank you so much for being here today, Mark. I learned a ton. I hope our audience did as well. Uh, and I'm excited to get my website up and running so that yeah. I can get some direct bookings. Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the support and uh, for, for, the in, for the interview and for inviting me on here. So yeah, excited too. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to give me a five-star rating on whichever platform you're listening to me on. It would really help my mission of teaching more people about real estate investing. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next one.